This week on Fate to Obsidian, we will be discussing chapters 17 through 32 of Morningstar. We recommend that you have also read to this point in the book to avoid spoilers. Please be aware that this episode contains discussions about violence and death, as well as strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Fade to Obsidian. I am Skipper, joined, as always, by Crescent. And this week, we have a very special guest of Merlot. Welcome. Hello. Uh, so, to be here. Yeah, thank you so I think much I can for speak joining for both us. of us, saying that uh, we're both surprised and not surprised how much you do and do not look like Ron Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> You've caught me in a very extra beardy time right now, so. <laughs> yeah, I well, looks good. Looks good. Fully <laughs> expecting Ron Swanson, but now to lower my expectations, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. There was no secret Neil Offerman in this channel or in our server. <laughs> Great if there was. Uh, but who are you? So why are you Merlot, and what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking, we'll start with that, a Balvini 12, um, and I am Merlot because I'm dry and <laughs> humorless. No, I think just because my humor, I kind of send in the, in the server ends up being very dry across the board, so I actually get that a lot in my normal life. I people like, I have no idea if you're joking or not, so compliment <laughs> or otherwise. <laughs> no anonymity on the internet for me. No, I love it. Crescent, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking Ardbeg Cory Vrecken, which is a nice scotch that I've been trying to find for a couple of years, and I managed to find it in a small town. Yeah. So I shipped it to myself by driving it. There you go. That counts. Efficient. Hell yeah. I have the Oban 10-year. This is the 2022 special release, so there's like a psychedelic purple rabbit on it. Yeah, and, that's cool. I think that's yeah. probably the coolest design out of those bottles. Yeah. Because that's, that's out of that it. same line as the one I was drinking last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and this one did get shipped to me today, or shipped to my local uh, liquor store that I picked up. But I did have it special ordered for me. Um, and I got very lucky that I checked my email today to see that it had arrived. So I'm very excited about that one. And I'm going to throw out Good there day. as well that the, uh, yeah, the other thing that I checked my email and got today was an advanced reader copy of Lightbringer. So I'm kind Ooh. of, yeah. yeah that's a, Congratulations. That's yeah. I screamed. Uh, I am book industry, so it's earlier than most people are getting it and it just like someone genuinely emailed it to me and was like here you go and i was like oh my god you're the best human to ever how, exist how long <laughs> did you cry for <laughs> oh it, it was like 15 minutes that i had to like sit there before i could do anything all i did was message the den and was like guys i have it i have it so oh, yeah that's my that's my big celebratory news of the day two things in my email that are very good so there we go uh which 
Today is not necessarily a celebratory chapters we are reading because it is 17 to 32 and chapter 30 hits we're gonna hard. We're going to have a bad time. <laughs> we're going to have a bad time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I guess we'll just launch into this, this part so that we can just get it out of the way. Chapter 30, at least. Um, but we do start... So the last word of the last part was Mustang. And we start this one with Mustang and Darrow's face-off, if you will. Darrow's literal face-off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we get our, uh, our fight in Quicksilver's boardroom. Um, it's a neat little, little interaction between kind of all the main players. Cassius is there. Kavix is there. Um, Mustang obviously is there. Um, and Moira is there kind of, for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it's Moira jerky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Graphic, but true. Yeah. yeah, crispy on the edges, bloody down the middle. Yeah, is the actual quote. Um, mm. But yeah, our kind of our biggest thing is yeah, Darrow and Mustang meeting for the first time since the tunnels of uh, Lycos, and Mustang finding out that Darrow is even alive. I was going to say, that's Look. kind of my big thing is that, like, just her take back of, like, I watched you die. Like, she has the yep. same reaction as everybody else of, like, what the hell is this? Like. I even enjoyed just her composure and that whole thing. Because you see, it's like writing, like, oh, my eyes drinking musting. And she sits down a cup of coffee, graceful as ever, just so unfazed in her true just goat self of just like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Basically just takes him to task there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the other thing, too, is like, Mustang is about to kill Daryl. Like, she beats the Reaper. Yeah. Yes. And uh, that's uh, surprising, for one. Um. Darrow says she's she fights like she's been at war for a year, mm -hmm. um, and I'm not what I was. Yeah. And this is like five minutes after Darrow has has kind of snapped back into the Reaper. Yeah. Kind of his his relationship with himself is like a little bit his first real mission back out of the dark. Mm-hmm. Well, and even like, I know it kind of goes back to the last one, but going through that tower for Quicksilver Tower, he's just like looking around, like trying to take in everything. And he's like seemingly viewing it in a whole different light than he had before. You can only imagine him then going back in and being reintroduced to this battle. And he's just so underprepared. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. Like underprepared. And then it talks to, it speaks a, a lot to the, Darrow, Severo, that they are not on the same page. Severo's mm -hmm. jammed the comms to Darrow of just kind of a, like, shut up, I don't want you talking and, like, taking over the howlers at this point. So we're seeing that riff as they're going into this, that this is a not 
and aligned team. And then, yeah, we get yeah, like, like all the golds just seem to be like, all right, let's do this. Like, you can just watch all of the reaction of like, all right, if we must, like, but yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a big one. It's a hard one. And then we do see, I think they take Kavix first. And even mm -hmm. then you see Darrow's like, don't kill him. Like, we don't. Yeah. Like, he's very much still. Loyal is not the word, I would say, but... Fond. Maybe? Yeah. Fond of yeah. all these people. Yeah. yeah. Well, what is it they say after he kills Moira? He basically looks up and, like, his entire, like, rage he's just been boiling with just, like, goes away. Because he looks around and he's like, I know all these people. I like all these people. What are yeah, we there, doing? It's, there's, there's one common thread here. Um, it's not my wife's dream. It's not... Um, he lists a few things, uh, and the common thread is him. Yeah. Like, without him, this is what the people he loves do. Basically, yeah. they eat each other. Um, and they die. Yeah. Yeah. Like the sons, the sons have been eating themselves for basically a year. Yeah. Severo has has no idea. He's lost containment. He has basically no. No plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then and we like, see right, all that. Right at the end of our last chapters, like, there's nukes going off on Mars, and Severo's like, I don't know if they're ours. Yeah. Like, seems like something you should know. You should probably know where <laughs> your nuclear weapons are. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. it ends with another uh, Lornism. Your death begets death begets death. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which we're seeing uh, in this is which you know by the end of the chapter we're dealing with now like half the room is dead the others fled and then they're sitting in a fray but yeah it definitely death begets death yeah and we learn uh learn cassius has started to learn some of the willow way mm -hmm. faster than he was and he's totally totally unafraid victra's trying to trying to shout him down basically and he's just like Mm -hmm. No, we're gonna do this. There's, yeah. there's not much you can do to stop me. And He's got his own winter soldier arm there now. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Got up to Arctic. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and then at the end of this, we do get the Darrow Mustang stare down, and yeah, he nearly kills her. Her face mask is revealed. I think at the, no, yeah, hers she, is still in the shadow. She turns almost, hers off. She almost kills him. Yeah, and then and his face is off. He and... he tries to head, he tries to headbutt her, and then she headbutts him back and shatters <laughs> his plastic helmet, and yeah. his his face is uncovered. And then she she uncovers hers. Pulls so back get to the... uh, uncover hers. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's yeah. I watched you die. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, we we see I guess a little bit of um, Mustang and Kavix. It's not not much, and not much we didn't know already. Where she begs Darrow not to kill him, which of like of course, but it shows how much she cares for him. Just like in that stressful moment, she's just still don't kill Kavix. Yeah. And then leaves. 
Well, um, I have oh, I have the packs, and, and Orion packs, is live. Alive. And mm. then yeah, and gone. So that Darrow's got kind of a like, what does this mean? Are you still on my side? But I also do think it speaks a little bit to Mustang in that moment trusting Darrow of like, here, I'm going to give you this information and I'm going to give you my, basically my dad. Like she could have probably killed him in that moment, tried to save Kavix. And instead it's like, you know what? No, I'm going to keep you alive because I, in my mind, she trusts that Darrow's not going to kill Kavix. Yeah. She knows, Darrow knows who he is to her kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's a heavy. Yeah. And then immediately after that, we uh, we get Darrow and Severo's schism getting even wider when Darrow says, I'm back and takes over the Howlers um, because Severo's plan is shit. and uh it talks about how this is basically this is the culmination of of all the self-doubt that he's felt since his father's died like i'm several hasn't felt ready i guess Mm -hmm. and this is this is daryl confirming that right Mm -hmm. so that's that's pretty brutal yeah. And not that he's kinda, trying to, but, you know. I mean, you think of the grief he's probably been processing, right? You have nine months where he thinks his best friend's dead. He's now tasked, his dad's dead. He's now tasked yeah. to basically take over the helm of the largest terrorist organization in their universe. Um, yeah. Or solar system. And he's not trying to figure it out by himself. Well, the yeah. only way he probably knows how. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we and we always know uh, Severo's uh, stance on pretty much anything. Shit escalates and, and yes. knives, howdy. weapons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. This is yeah, not new that he would. First, yeah. yeah, brutality. Yeah, very yeah. Brand like they, talk, they talk about uh, just quickly at the uh, at the end of last section where. Um, they're quickly trying to interrogate Mateo and Daryl's like, you know, this is, this is not the first time this has happened. Like this is a really kind of new, like more brutal mm-hmm. version of the howlers. He's like, there was no discussion. Like this is, this is commonplace at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we see that like with Mateo, but then even this part, like several wants Kavik's death. Like, he's like, no, yeah. we're not taking yeah, he, him. You're killing him. He tries it's to like, kill him. Yeah. And it's like, no. Yeah, like, like he, goes to, he goes to shoot him with the pulse fist, and, and Darrow has to knock his hand away. Yeah. Yeah, so it's definitely... He's responding in the only way he knows, but it's stopped working, because he doesn't have the true, the true plans for that to work. And we're seeing that I know there's like the nods throughout this of how the howlers themselves are responding to it of when, you know, Victra realizing like, why are we here without knowing the blueprints? Right. Like all of that, which yeah. Victra doesn't know, like Victra's always going to be 
Darrow over Severo at this point because that's who she knows. But you see it from one after the other, from Ragnar saying, like, follow the Reaper and, you know, one after the other, all of the Howlers have their beats of kind of looking almost apologetically to Severo of, like, I want to listen to you, but Reaper's saying this, and so I'm going to follow. Like, And that's compounded, too, with, like, the pillar, right? They notice that the obsidians are right on the other side of this pillar that they've just, the sheer grace of whatever, they've, the pillar's fallen yeah. down and blocked mm-hmm. them from coming out and just slaughtering them. And so they're yeah, like, the... like Victor, like you said, right? She's like, oh, <laughs> this is reckless. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, what, that's what kind of winds Victor back down because she's all, she's all jacked up on chaos. And uh, I love that. They're like, <laughs> the, literally the only reason we survived is love. And, uh, and then they're surrounded. Mm-hmm. And the only, way, the only way out is into space. Yeah. Which, murder bot, whatever <laughs> let's you want to call it. <laughs> also a shit plan. <laughs> well, and they like make it by seconds because they get vacuumed into space, and then like, and they're out there for two and a half minutes. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, what does he say? He's like, make sure to breathe out as you're going out into the vacuum, otherwise. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, your lungs will explode. Yeah, your lungs. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we we get such an out like it's so offhand. But it's so cutting and hilarious. Like, let's pray that Holiday is quicker on the stick than Clown is in the bedroom. And it's just like, <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> Oof, in the space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's also a bit of, I don't know. I don't know if this is intentional, inappropriate foreshadowing, and I'm not going to bring it up now, but let's just say the Victor Sebro catching that it's like "Mm, we're setting some we're setting some uh, notes there we won't say more about that until later in this book but we're setting some notes but uh yeah that at the last moment seb or victor manages with her legs to grab several (laughs) yeah yeah darrow grabs him by the mohawk until (laughs) victor can get him with her legs legs and just like wrap the legs it's fine we've got this yeah. The Mohawk comes actually, into actually... play a lot of through this. So he grabs the Mohawk. His <laughs> yeah, Mohawk actually. gets singed at one point. And yeah, then by like by a false fist. And then I like later when they're having their fight, and we'll talk about that in a second, Darrow describes him because he's got all his tattoos and his Mohawk as a deranged ch- like children's like cartoon or whatever, because he's sitting there. The card the Mohawk goes through a lot in this in this sequence. Yeah, um, I think everybody goes through a lot <laughs> in this. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So they're rushed back. Well, not rushed, but they're back to life with Holiday yep. saving the day by doing a backwards maneuver. Like it's not even Holiday that does it, because she says these carrots can't soldier, but they can damn well fly garbage uh... ships. Yeah. So we get a little bit of our uh, our rising showing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. a big theme through the next several chapters is the other colors coming into this more so. Yes. Yeah. 
I did enjoy at the end of that is Ragnar just laughing while being like, the abyss will not claim me yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of them are all freaking out and you just hear throughout this laughter from Ragnar. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, our, big, our big, our big friendly giant. <laughs> Moderately friendly yeah. giant. <laughs> yeah. Sufficiently yeah. so. It, de- it depends who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we're awake and then we get to see kind of beat after beat of the different so we go see Cavex. I think Cavex is the first once he wakes yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And we learn kind of what's happened in Mustang's story of like she's immediately gone back and told the telemanises and taken counsel with them. And they've been supporting her and kind of he walks Darrow through, uh, but then the big thing is they made contact with Severo and Severo has not yeah. told. Yeah. Oh, Severo. I'm pretty sure Severo straight up lied and said they didn't. Mm-hmm. And he says it's months not just ago. keeping it from him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he straight up just lied to Darrow about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I do thoroughly yeah, enjoy Goodback's only ever referring to Mustang as Virginia. And it really kind of shows you the uh, fatherly mm-hmm. daughter vibe they have with each yes. other. Yeah. 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 He's one of the few that ever only. I'm trying to think of anyone else ever at this point says Virginia. I think. I at think... this point, I don't think anybody else does. Maybe yeah, Nero. Maybe the sovereign. I think so... Nero even calls their Mustang at least once. Okay. Yeah. Jackal, does he? I think he definitely says Mustang over oh, Vir- yeah. over Virginia. Yeah, mm. it's kind of that. The last little taking her under, like I think the whole time Cavex continues to see her as he knows she's the grown woman and trusts her in that manner, but still is that like she's the ten year old who came and lived with us kind of an idea. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure, stories, Nazarene tales of Arthur, whatever you get a lot of really cool backstory in that. Yeah. Quick yeah. Rather. Yeah. And also love Daryl for then finally being like, oh, he can see how much of a father she he was to her, and he like he even starts to like tear up a little bit. He's like, oh. Yeah. yeah. As I always say, he's a stepdad, but he's also the dad that stepped up. Like, oh, yeah. He's Cavex. he's the step up dad. The step he up is. dad. Aww. Dances a lot. Yeah. But yeah, we do learn also throughout that what happened of, you know, Mustang fled to them immediately. But then when the, um, you know, she gets the call and is supposed to go to Roke because don't worry, I rescued him. She she can suss it out that that's a trap and all of that. So you do get this kind of backstory of she was in one way or another always on his side. As much as obviously yeah. you're gonna freak out again, why are you just mm-hmm. handing the hollow cube and walking away for the carving? Like that's I think the yep. huge downfall there. But whatever manner she took that out as, she still supports and comes back strong. Yeah, well, and like, and like Cavex straight up says like, she wouldn't have let you live, you or mm-hmm. Ragnar, yeah. if she didn't believe in. In what you were trying to make. Yeah. 
you just yeah. did it in a dumb shit way and you know basically dropped a huge anvil on her and yeah. what do you expect she freaked out she was she freaked out and went running back home that is what happened yep. and i feel like that is a legitimate response <laughs> yeah yeah a little bit <laughs> no um but then right after this, we get the Darrow's trying mm. to ask Severo to talk to him about the you've been hiding the Mustang. And he just keeps putting it off so that they can uh, talk to Quicksilver, who again kind of, you know, drops so info drops so much on us in this moment. Yes. Yeah. Huge lore dump. Yeah. We find out basically the the origin of the sun's varies and mm -hmm. silver involvement therein. Yeah. And even for him, cause he gets basically pinned into it, but he's like, well, I'm in it. I guess I'm in it now. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. That's kind of my favorite is he's just like, you know what? Like I had to go along with it because the golds, if they discovered it, would have like by association i'm done for so i guess i'm in like he the whole time is yeah. talking and like even the moment he's like i'm not any like i don't care about like you're rising or whatever i'm a capitalist like he's just such a businessman of like yeah. this is what's good for the business so i'm fine like actually equality and fair trade and all of that is good business model so whatever like i have my own reasonings for it i don't care like truly transactional yeah. is a silver yeah. to the T. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. When and we find out that Quicksilver basically had cut himself off from the Sun's Varies. He's like, No, if if Severo's leading it, like I'm out. Yeah. But he says you're a he, bad he literally, he literally says you're a bad investment. <laughs> yeah. Um mm -hmm. and what's and what's bad for business is bad for man. And yeah. uh that that really says all you need to know about um, about Severo and Quicks kind of dynamic there. Uh, well, even Darrow and that he's like, like I want to defend him. Yeah, he says yeah. I want to defend him. He needs to. He hear needs it. to hear this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so trying to think back to your first read through, did you believe Quicksilver the first time you read it, or at what point in that conversation was your flip of Basically like oh he is working with the sons for me it was uh, the 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 exact same second that darrow did mm. he like he knows exactly where mateo was and i was like oh yeah all right yeah I think it's that Mateo scene because he basically you like see it like at first his first reaction is like to care about Mateo and you're like oh there's something very real or authentic about that reaction to this so you're like oh I think yeah. there's actually more to this guy yeah. Yeah, I would agree of, like, because he just fully becomes enraged of, like, what did you yeah, like, do? What What did you do? Where is did he? Did you hurt him? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, his, his first reaction is protective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that there is something more than just... Because I... Yeah, we know that silvers use pinks in the same way golds do. So that's why their yeah. assumption is just like, whatever, how can this be? You have a pink in your bed. And it's like, no, that is the pink that I love. Like, this is, that's, yeah, that's my that's husband. Um, yep. Yeah. So when they see Mateo there, she's like, oh, this, it must be his paramour. 
Yeah. Because uh, um, he's not known for being celibate. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we get a lot of information, but then we really see the breakdown of, again, Severo and what's happened with the Sons and the terrorist organization it's become, and, and Darrow getting this mentality of, like, he's doing what I would have done a year ago, but we can't operate yeah. like that. Like, he's at least self-conscious, self-aware enough to reflect on that, but... Mm -hmm. Severo is not yet at this moment. Yeah, no, Severo is just a a driven nuke. Yes. Not an arrow. He's a nuke. He's a nuke. Well, and even Severo himself, he's like, I tried to be you. I tried to be Pops. It didn't work. And I could just tell everybody, just wished it was me that the Jackal captured, not yeah. you. Yeah, feel for the guy. Yeah, you can you can definitely see <laughs> oh, for sure. all the the cracks of self doubt. Yeah, yeah, on and on, and then he he's got you say the nuke. He's holding the bombs and is threatening to blow it up yeah, so that he can take down the economy up, yeah, and almost. that then that then starts their little boy fight of like oh mm -hmm. brothers have got to <laughs> get it out. Crap. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so cathartic. I don't know if that's a term where you guys are. What is it? What was it? Bro scrap. No, bro scrap, I no. don't know. Bro scrap. <laughs> that's just Saskatoon, apparently. Saskatchewism. Saskatchewism. No, no, Saskatchewism. 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 Yeah. Like words. It. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Debra yeah. is. Severo's trying to blow the bombs, and, and Daryl's like, we can't do that anymore. Chase yeah. Quick down. thinking. <laughs> just both, yeah. just both with the jammer, yeah. Oh, the jammer, and yeah. Quick, and quick reactions, you pull that too, from? like, yeah. damn. Well, he, he just had it on his belt. Sure. But just Always to thorough, little... Reap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like uh, just like in the showers with Severo. Yeah, I know you have one on you. He's, he's always got one on him. Yeah. He's got I, that thing on him. But I like that it like, starts with Severo trying to basically run away to get outside the field. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, ends up with the like, oh my god, like, slap, fight, headbutt. Yeah, yeah. Like, Darrow <laughs> just about blows Severo's head off with the pulse fist. Yes, and this Severo's is like, the Yeah, I'm, I'm done running. And he basically flies back at Darrow and tackles him and, and they end yeah. up fighting and wrestling and eating the living shit out of each other. Yeah. Um, and Severo definitely gives as good as he gets. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, he almost manages to choke Darrow out. Like, we always hear about how much smaller uh, Severo is than, than every other gold. And, like, he's just over six foot. Um, mm -hmm. And Darrow is over seven feet tall. Yeah. But I think we see like, this as, like, if you go back to the Institute, we know that Severo won against Priam. We yep. know he's got this scrappiness in him. He's taken down the wolf oh, yeah. using his hands and teeth when they were like, how did you, what did you do? Like, he's got it in him. And this is the first time I think we really see him actually, no weapons, hand-to-hand -hand combat that he can hold his own 
against someone who's fully trained with the best person in the like solar system like Savro can hold his own yeah is what he gets him in like a leg lock around his neck where he's basically on Darrow's shoulders and then you see Darrow like trying to flip him back or whatever it's the walls yeah he's yeah. Spin, spinning him around and slamming him into the bulkhead and yeah yeah like what a what a what a comedic fight to like picture happening yes like there's like all over each other like ferrets and, oh and then and then Daryl's like spinning him around <laughs> smashing him into walls I hope when we get the TV and, show uh, this is again another scene that they just do like line for line this is the exact how it plays out like yeah I'm I'm imagining like the uh the wily e. coyote like dust cloud fight <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then several um, and then, like I, and then several boots Darrow in the nards. Yeah. I was gonna say several <laughs> yeah. kind of gets the last the last hit, even after they're like, "Okay, we're good, we're done." And then yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we're done. <laughs> yeah, I'm done when we say we're done. Yeah. And when and he's then, just like laying his head on his or yeah, his head yeah. on his legs or something, all sweetly. Yeah, he's yeah, bawling. He's bawling. Yeah. And it's just that moment of like, they needed to get their feelings out because there's no therapy in space. Yep, and then we're going to finally talk, which I like that Daryl calls it out of like, the best part of our relationship is we actually talk about stuff. So let's. Yeah, we don't talk walk on eggshells around each other. Yeah. We tell it like it is. So they can actually finally have it out and we get that, you know, them solving. Of actually solving their problems. Good work, boys. Good work. Good for you guys. Good for you. <laughs> and then they and then they walk back into uh, into the planning room, and they're all beat to hell. And Victor goes, "Oh, you talked." <laughs> like I just like yeah. I've been expecting this. <laughs> About time, boys. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been great. Severo, what does he say to like about Quicksilver now? He's like, he's a son. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can we yeah. move on? Well, and they get the like, okay, so who's in charge? And Severo just goes, Howler one. Yeah, we... And then it's Howler two. Like, yeah, this is this is the first time that Darrow gets called Howler one. Mm. <laughs> this is the start. Okay. Yeah. It's funny because I, again, yeah, like, at... I've been rereading these after so many years and so i forget things and i knew that he was howler one and then we were talking about it in the den about how right now if you win the uh operation hazard bedlam you get a howler name and how everyone in the den's like well i don't want a howler name like i have a howler name so i think it was salem was saying well you can use it as a call sign and so i i was the one who was like well in the same way it's like Howler 1 and Reaper. And then I had such second guesses because I wasn't yet at this part that I was like, is Darrow Howler 1 or is Pierce just Howler 1? Because Pierce refers to himself as Howler 1. And I had such a like, am I misremembering? And he's not actually Howler 1. So then we get to the scene and I was like, okay, okay, we're fine. He is Howler 1 and Reaper. (laughs) At um, at the beginning of Morningstar, or in the first part, um, 
Victra asks, like, you know, what has a girl got to do to get a wolf cloak? Like, didn't you found the Howlers? And Daryl yeah. goes, technically, no. <laughs> yeah, like... So Severo, like, Severo has always been the leader of the Howlers. It's just, you know, now they're kind of more than just this yeah. scraggly bunch of psychos wanking in the bushes. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I like the boys back together. We're fine. But uh, then we have to kind of move on to that. Of what? What's the next steps and what does that look like oh we get the like for the howlers the let's the, rip the... out our teeth that's great yes oh, oh god yeah. yeah the pliers i okay, die pliers, but friends. then ragnar just ragnar just, like, <laughs> just like i don't need these pliers <laughs> yeah i die with my friends i will not die in a sow i will not yeah 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 bun. i will not be captured again if I die, I die with my friends. Yeah. Damn. And it's a whole, like, mindset shift, too, you think, for the Howlers to go from, like, just literally having that in the back of your head to now taking out and kind of just like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. He, he literally, he's, like he says, um, the the death sentence had already been given, basically. and And so it's like lifting that weight from their shoulders, like, you're not dead yet. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not going to be how you go out. Yeah. yeah. Which I think I think is absolutely great. Yeah. One of seeing us back things like the Iran and all of that. Every one of them, they're all fighting, and they're just like, "We're going into fighting." Never concerned about being captured or anything like that. Yeah. Taking that away. Yeah. Is a very good thing. Which does actually bring in my head, so we this is going back to the last part, Darrow being in the box, did he have the tooth with him the whole time that he didn't need to necessarily smash his head to commit suicide? He could, no, he didn't have the tooth. No. Okay, then never mind. No, that was... I was like, was, he could have yeah. had an easy way out, it was but a, no. No, it was, a, it was a new policy. Oh, okay. okay. After he got out, like, several was like, oh, okay. okay, everybody's got... Everybody's got uh, uh, Aquas Nine teeth. Okay, then never mind because it's like just in case somebody gets captured and, and put in can... box. Yeah, I mean you can't yeah. blow up the the suns with knowledge. Yeah. No um, repeats of our friend Harmony. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I think the whole. I would still like to know the one person in the fandom who's like, no, she's justified. No. We're not even, she's not even in this section and we're mad if, about Harmony. <laughs> if you have that opinion, let us know um, and then run. <laughs> no, we want to talk first and then run. It's virtual. You're, you're fine. We can't get to you too quickly. Um, I don't know. I do skipper knows things. I do know things. <laughs> How do you think I get a particular get... set of skills? <laughs> How do you think I get advanced reader copies of Lightbringer before anybody else does? <laughs> Email directly to you. Email directly to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, as we were saying, the Howlers have this weight lifted, and I feel like more bonded. More, we're no longer stepping on eggshells ourselves. We're, you know. We're a team, and we know what's happening. 
Which leads us to the next part in which we need a full, full plan. Mm -hmm. That plane's happening fast. Yes. I greatly like the, like, walking through the hours, hour by hour. This is happening. Yeah. This is happening. And then mm -hmm. the, like, okay, we are going live to all the colors and we are going to start across the worlds. Like, yeah, you get to know that I'm not, back. Yeah, and it says, uh, like, this isn't like releasing, like when my carving was released where you had to, like, dig for it on you know, mm -hmm. back alley sites, for lack of a better term. Um, it's a goat across the entire society. And yeah. then we get the Phobos address, mm. um, I think is what the, the speech ends up actually called um, when it's referenced. I, not in the book, but oh, outside but of the book. Outside. Yeah. Um, and this is where we learn that Mickey took Darrow's sigils off. Yes. Which, which I, like, that's that's kind of Darrow's relationship to society as a whole. He's just like, no, that it's done. We're finished with this. Mm -hmm. And and he wants everybody to see all of the howlers' faces, like no helmets flying through the um through the hive, like. Yeah, that one stuck out to me too. Is like you see these reds, oranges, obsidians, all just wearing the armor of the golds, walking yes. around or flying around, whatever, right, without yeah. any helmet, so everyone sees them. Yeah, yeah, we want them to see our treason. Mm -hmm. Well, it's we want them to see our treason, but we also want to see, like that, for me, like the the reds, the orange, whoever can be. And dress alongside yeah. the gold. Yeah, exactly. Like it's that element of like this could be you, like, um, and very moving of how it's done with starting with Eo, which at this point, uh, well, and even we didn't touch, but during the Severo Darrow part, Severo asks, like, do you think Eo's watching over us? Do you think your dad is? And Darrow yeah. knows what he needs to say in that moment, which is, like, again, we touch on Severo's grief, that he probably, like, who's he gonna... I guess there is... I don't think we give Clown and Pebble enough credit that they are his friends from the beginning, and we're like, he's alone, but, like, I'm sure at some point Sweetheart Pebble has tried to, like, help him through this. But, like, he hasn't had... He's lost his dad and his best friend for nine months thinking they're both dead um and his grief through that and wanting to know being especially half red and not knowing what the veil truly is but probably having some idea that the reds have the veil that relationship of like do you think they're watching and at that point like i don't think darrow truly thinks that eo's watching over but it flips it that he then when he goes into that, is thinking of her. Of, mm -hmm. like, you know, she is watching, and I, you know, which is a different... We kind of, throughout this, have seen the, like, sh he won't let go, she's become somebody else, well, now she's almost his guardian angel guiding him through, as he then, for the millionth time at this point, has to watch. 
as he grabs her feet and kills her for, you know, um, but like that just little relationship has kind of turned of, you know, the acceptance that in his own, that she's gone, but accepting that she might still at least be watching and she caused this whole thing. So I don't know. I just like, I like that kind of flow throughout all of this because we then go into seeing, and this is the first time, and I'm sure they've mentioned it, that he kisses her ankle. And this is the first time I picked up on that. But I'm like, Yeah, I'm oh. pretty sure it's mentioned uh, when it actually Previous. happens. Yeah. I don't know. It's like for me, I'm like, oh. but. today was the day. <clears throat> I always forget to like the time span, right? With these series of books and how far after like, kind of our time or whatever they are, he's like talking about in his speech or his address, right? For yeah, 700 for years, centuries. you've ruled over the dominion of man. It's so much, so much time. And now they're just, you know, this it makes it even more uh, impactful, right? Of how big this revolution actually is. And that's yeah. going to be occurring here. Yeah. So just as point of order at the, <laughs> at the hanging, in Red Rising, it says, I rush forward to kiss her ankle. I cradle oh. her legs. I will not let her suffer. I don't know. I missed it until this moment where I was like, oh, cute. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a quick little thing, but, but it is there. But, but yeah, Merlo, to your point, like, it's interesting because when I, as a bookseller, when I recommend this book, I always say, oh, it's 700 years in the future on Mars. But it's not, it's technically more than that because it's 700 years since the conquering. And we yeah, do right. not have any recollection of what from 20, let's say 2014, when the first book came out, to The Conquering. We don't know if that is a hundred years from where we currently are or a thousand. Like, we don't know what that looks like. But it's 700 years after The Conquering. So it is quite yeah. a big build up. I wonder if that's a question that Pierce has refuse to ask or just or refuse to answer or, or just people didn't think to ask just hasn't been asked yeah yeah and it's funny because yeah again i'm fully aware after rereading so many times of it's not seven but it's still my selling pitch of like 700 years in the future <laughs> and it's like no yeah it's not it's probably a thousand like yeah exactly it has to be has to be enough time to genetically engineer yeah several races well, and what they get to the moon, they basically build a civilization on the moon, and then the moon rebels, and that's kind of what happened. So, we're we're yeah. still a couple years away from that one. At least one. At, At least, least one, one year yeah. before we rebel off the moon. Hey, I haven't Not heard any plans from Elon to head there yet, so we got some time. He's, he's too busy with Twitter right now on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we do get all of the colors now at this point, listening to his epic speech and arming themselves. And mm, there it is. There's the lick. There's the there lick. It is. I saw it in real life. You saw it in real life. <laughs> oh my God. IRL. <laughs> Two. I, I spilled a little bit. So I can't waste it. Oh, we <laughs> need to find you bottles that pour better or like, a or, or I just something. need to be better at pouring. Yeah, because I have never. <laughs> you know, but... Mine are always like you'll see. 
Mine still has the like special release seal, and it is perfectly dry. I mean, like I opened my seal today, and I cut my thumb. Mine's... I got like a seal, oh, no! seal paper cut. Oh, <laughs> the my scotch God. betrayed you. <laughs> the, I was like, well, the other thing is too is like I'm pouring it into a glass yeah. with a much smaller opening. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, so we get the the epic speech, and you know the. The call to arms that is both a, like, you need to rebel, you need to stand up, but also a, like, we are going to attempt to do this in a civilized manner, right? Like, we are not... And that lasts about that long. But, like, it full out calls out of, like, if someone rapes someone, you will kill them. Like, we are not standing for that. If you kill civilians, you die. Yeah. I or low color. Yeah. Like, this is yeah, not are, what it is. We're fighting a war, but you're on the side of good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which does... Uh, and then... Well, I was going to say, it just... It gets into... I feel like Pierce is very good about reflecting back historically on wars and past and, you know, the attempt to stay civilized on both sides. And we, you know depending on which war we're talking about. Um, World War II especially, we know there is a bad guy versus a good guy in that one. And But the good guys didn't always make this, like the correct call. Like We've seen that in the bombing of Dresden. We see that in um, quite a few things, that the British allies didn't always make the right call because they were mad. They got anger. Uh, you reflect yeah, back... Like the, the atomic bombs... Yeah, 100%. And, like, it's harder when then you get into muddier areas of, like, World War One, where there isn't as clear of a good guy versus a bad guy. They're all kind of gray area, but definitely it's like, listen, we're doing this for the right reasons, but we got to do it well. But war, get like, war is war. And, uh, I mean, we, as the two Canadians, always make comments about how the Geneva Convention actually contains more things done by Canadians than any other country because it's not a war crime if you did them first but the Canadians have yeah it's not a war crime the first time yeah but we always are that like no 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 we're always on the good side but the good side does make mistakes and needs to own up to that and that's what we're seeing in this moment of Darrow saying like we are the good guys you're not going to make these mistakes and immediately it's like and mistakes have been made. This is not going to be yeah, key. It's, yeah, it's it's maybe not mistakes, but it's. He says uh, basically, I abandon I abandon the notion that that this war will be sanitary. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then and then we get uh, Ragnar leading and taking the spire. Yes. Now the world's watch a slave become a hero. Yeah. Love that. That's why he's just among them, two feet taller than the others. Two just standing. Yeah. Here's the kids. Here's Ragnar. <laughs> Here's Ragnar. Yeah, literally head and shoulders above. Yeah. And then we find out that uh, that he ends up killing Priam's mother. That's right. This is the first reference back to Priam. Yeah. 
and uh, so he's he's taken over the the tower and and meets Darrow in the hangar and brings him the the stains of uh, of this woman and he tosses the the rod to Darrow and he he reflects on how like oh there's there's someone I recognize on here. And you know, Ragnar kind of asked him, "Did you did you know him?" He's like, "Yeah, I I went to school with him basically, and he was a decent enough sort." And Ragnar says, "Decent is not enough." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah," and then breaks really? it over his uh, yeah he, yeah, and leaves the blood like, and he can't he can't he can't the get blood rid off, of it which, yeah. Yeah, like, and I think that's that's a pretty good, um, pretty good metaphor. Like, you can't wipe your hands clean, yeah. regardless of how good your intentions. Yeah. And then, then we get the big one. The big you know, one. Mustang in the hand. What a, that's another scene I want to see. Just getting ready to take off, and you see this one just the single one person, person just standing, standing right there in front of your giant spaceship, ready to go. Well, and like I just like the idea that the spaceship fully has headlights. Like, where the yeah. what is those headlights doing in space? Like, I don't, I don't. I mean, I'm not science. In space, <laughs> I guess, but there. like, I just they're but, not going to go far. What do you yeah, need them you for? Don't. They're not going to go far. <laughs> like, they're not going to find you the next asteroid that's nearly going to hit you like but I yeah she's probably only... mostly for docking yeah oh, okay fine <laughs> logistics come on blue sailboats <laughs> <laughs> have two lights leave me alone the blue one or the red Neither one and one the green is the one. Same color. green one <laughs> to be fair we do have docking lights as well Okay, that that's bad on me. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we get her. What do we pay you for? <laughs> Is he your nickname, Skipper? You know, it's fine. We'll, like become first mate or something lower. Deckhand. Deckhand. That is, I let's be serious. That is, I am more a deckhand than anything else when I sail. It's fine. Um. But yeah, we get uh, to not deflect from me being <laughs> incorrect about sailing. Changing right the now. topic very quickly, we <laughs> yeah. moving along. Um, yeah, Mustang there, and you get her standoff against an entire yeah. ship, and Daryl really trying to call her bluff, and I'm gonna sail through you, and she's just like. Oh, you're not. <laughs> fuck you are. Yeah, she's so smart. I love it. Oh my god, she knows exactly what's going on, where they're going, what he's doing. She's like, "Yep, yeah, yeah." There's like, you have no going, idea where we're even going. Yeah, she's yeah. like, and, uh, just, uh, and he's just like, "Shit." Uh, which is the moment we discover. So we have the one line that somebody like Kavik's out, and then mm -hmm. this is when it's like. Um, well, you let Ragnar let Kavik's go. And Darrow's like... <laughs> Darrow, like, turns like, and looks, but <laughs> Ragnar's, like, eating chocolate. <laughs> and then that's Ragnar the moment of Mustang's like, oh my god, you didn't even know that that... <laughs> like... <laughs> poor, the fact that Mustang sticks by his side through all this, you just... Yeah. 
Yeah. Put a ring on it, Daryl. Hurry up. Oh my god. For sure. I feel like through all of this, like, everything that goes down, you just have Mustang sitting there being like, can we, like, I just need someone intelligent to talk to. Like, just... <laughs> Find her a better man, please, anyone. <laughs> Somebody yeah. beyond my level. Yeah. But, uh... I did like that Pierce did that for Ragnar. Like, in these chapters, I feel like you get so much Ragnar of, like, actually getting to express and talk and, like, share his intents and opinions like that. You're like, oh, yes. You can see the tide changing from a slave to yeah. a real, you know, warrior. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah leading. Mm-hmm. Being the one who kind of divides the Darrow versus Severov. Right? Like, he's the one in that moment who's like, okay, I will make the call of who I back. And then mm-hmm. taking the agency here. Behind. Which does go back to when we're in the mines with Mustang, the kind of last real conversation with Mustang. It's because Darrow, like, Ragnar the whole time is like, Darrow, you're making stupid decisions. I'm going to make this for you. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which then is yeah, interesting that he's the one that lets her back. A man oh. thinks he can fly, but he's afraid to jump. A poor friend pushes mm. him from behind. A good friend jumps with. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, because yeah, Ragnar that, right now is putting point. himself in danger as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, if Mustang decides to, you know, to to bring the Aja and Cassius and, you know, all the Sovereign's forces, Ragnar's just as dead as Darrow is. Like, yeah, no coming back from that one. Yeah, he's just got that. Got that trust that, you know what, like, and Ragnar and, I guess Ragnar and Mustang have a bit of time together, but I was going to say it's more Ragnar knows Mustang because of Darrow and this mentality of like, he trusts her, so I will trust her. And in this moment, we need to call back what you once had, which is huge for the Obsidian because we know a few chapters after this, that they are polygamists. They, you know, do not truly believe in that bond of two people. And for him to go, no, this is the one who's going to set, set Darrow straight. Like, that's a huge. Yeah. And then you get. Though I will say it does say obsidian women are polygamists. This is true. So. So that may not be That's strictly true speaking uh, true on the on the male side, but but yes, I definitely agree with you. Um, and then immediately after Ragnar being super trusting of Mustang, uh, we get to see both Holiday and Victra being like, "What the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't trust her." Um, and like Victra even says, you're making a mistake. Yeah. Well, Holiday says she's worse than Victra in terms of entitlement. And then we get the phone call from Victra in which Victra is like, what is this nonsense? Like, which is interesting yeah. on the Victra part of like, not self-reflecting. Of like, mm-hmm. dude, everything you're talking about is also you. <laughs> like, yeah, why is it so hard to believe that that Mustang would be on on our side if you're not? Like, if you are. Yeah. 
Do you imagine the box? Well, she didn't get the box. She got the cell, but the cell probably changed her, put her more a little in her mind on Darrow's level where she's yeah, not as kind of separate from the golds a little bit. Yeah, that's very true. And we mm. haven't seen what Mustang has gone through yet, so we don't know. Mm. And Victor definitely doesn't know. And Victor and Mustang never got along. Like, that's the interesting thing in no. all of this is, like, even back in Golden Sun, there's, you know, they're, I wouldn't say rivals, but they're not on the same page. And I think the only true time that they're kind of joking with each other is just before the Iron Rain, when you get all the voices coming in on the intercom. That's only... One of, I forget, I think if it's Victress, I think Victress says something and then Mustang makes the joke in return. And then up until now, well, and even now, they're still at odds. Like, we at all times just see that, like, they're not interacting. They want nothing to do with each other. And it's almost a case of so similar, but different of, like, similar yeah. upbringings, except for, I would call one new money and one old money. Like, one's the ruling class versus the money class. But it's still that, like, raised, privileged, like, gold. But can't figure out, like, you can't trust the other one because you, you shouldn't trust. And it's like, you're the same. You are the same. Same, but same, but different. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you kind of see that with Victor, too, in these last, like, when they were back on Phobos, or I guess there's some Phobos, when she's, like, looking around and seeing, like, the Julia Industries yes. uh, logos on things, and you kind of feel like she's probably having a moment, like, oh, shit, this is my fault. My family's yeah. fault. But... Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, uh... Do you also do... like this? Something... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say the, uh, the Mustang quote in this, where she's like, but you have something to prove to me that you were worthy of my trust. Cause like this whole time you're like, Mustang can't be trusted. Mustang can't be trusted. And she's like, actually you, my friend. Yeah. You've <laughs> kind of been lying yeah. to me for four years while we've been in this, like, right. Like they've been in a relationship. Yeah. Four years, three years now. Yeah. Four. Four. Well, the year of the Institute, well, yeah. part of the year of the Institute. Um, the two years after the or before the academy, and then then the you academy. take a break, but and then, then and then the year off. Yeah, you get while he's in the box. We're back and forth. We're back and forth. But either way, she he fully knows who she is and everything to do with her. She lays it all out for him whenever she at like whenever he asks, and she's sorry. He's always the one that is holding back and withholding information. And so, yeah, like, from Mustang's perspective, like, bud, you're the one who's been lying to me, not the other way around. Like, let's, let's think Especially, too, like, after he just got the whole story from Cavex on what she was doing, all this, and he's still like, oh, maybe, though, she's probably still a jackal or Cassius. Yeah. Yeah, she might have my entire army and letting Orion, like, fully control a ship, but like, mm, yeah. ah. bud, get it together. Eventually. But, uh, eventually. <laughs> but we do get right after this, the like first kind of laying the hints of that like sexual tension of like, they say there's like 20 seats on the ship. And she sits directly next to him. Right next to him. And then while Such trying to put her seatbelt on, 
accidentally touches his hip, right? Like, like you get that, like, oh God, oh God, we can't, like, oh. Will they, won't they? <laughs> oh no, oh no, what's happening? Yeah. I always read this just as like Mustang, just like kind of fucking with them. Just like, yeah, we're, we're here. We have a relationship. Yeah. Darrow is such a giddy little boy. Yeah. I think I like the, um, the last thing she says basically before, before they get on the ship is like, what do you think Reaper? Want to give it one more try? Yeah. Very cheeky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which then, yeah, on the ship we get, well, that's the phone call with Victra, but them departing, attempting to look like they are golds fleeing in the night. And you get some really cool mm-hmm. scenes of what the other golds look like as they're also on these luxury yachts, mm-hmm. like fleeing and um, chaos. The chaos yeah, and when, the gold see... committing suicide. Like it's deep yeah. of some of it. Well, and uh, basically one ship tries to no, but I don't know if it's like run the blockade, um, but they they get too close to a, a capital ship. They're like, you'll be fired upon, and they get closer, and to nobody's shock, uh, <laughs> they're fired upon and destroyed. It's like, oh, everybody listens after that. Yeah. Oops, sorry. <laughs> Yikes. Awkward. Yeah. But I just like that. There's a sailing moment for me of like the mole going off. And one is described and mm. you get Mustang saying like that woman taught me to paint. She taught me watercolors and it's like, yeah, the mole sailing off as they're disguised. And then it's Mustang who's the smart one and realizes they're being followed. And it's like, mm-hmm. what is that? Well, it's another pleasure craft. They don't move that fast. They don't do this. And then like, there's guns. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. And then suddenly there's guns and suddenly yeah. they have to dive bomb as fast as they can. And yeah, that's, that's something I've kind of always wondered is like, you know, they're doing everything right. Um, how, I, how'd they know? Do you think they knew what uh, Quicksilver ship was? Cause they take Quicksilver ship, right? And so Cassius knew they jumped in with Quicksilver Maybe that's but, like the connection, or yeah, maybe. But yeah, like, because maybe in Cassie's mind, they still it's don't, like, why still would don't you know that release? Silver has gone over. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but they know that. No, does Cassie? Cassius doesn't know it's the Sons of Ares that were in the, or do that. No. Right. Cassius, I think he had run out of the room because Victor yeah. chased him, and she says, "Your boyfriend's gotten faster." <laughs> Um, Celia's first kind of right of everyone in that scene mm-hmm. yeah 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 so it's true yeah, really well, he's, he's one of one of few that are left mm-hmm. that's basically um Cassius and Mustang yeah that that leave there intact um on the gold side <laughs> yeah yeah so we get the the crash. Yeah, we get we get Ragnar shooting down Cassius and Aja's ship. <laughs> yeah, with, with a shoulder-mounted missile while crashing. <laughs> yeah. 
was like, on that? There, it, was a, there was a missile signature coming from the back of our ship, but we don't have missiles. And Ragnar's like, I did that. Just so proud of himself. Yeah, and, and uh, Darrow talks about how there's laughter coming from the back of the ship as they're crashing. And it's like, yeah. you know, unbelievably loud. And it's just, no, that's Ragnar cackling in the face of death yeah. again. Just yelling to Odin, tell him we're coming to yeah. kill him. But that's yeah. it. He's like, Odin thinks we're coming to kill him. So Odin is trying to take us down. Like, I just love that. He's like, the old gods do not exist, but also the old gods are trying to kill us. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Where are we with this? Like, yeah. Oh my God. Which then we get more, we get the under the ice and you get mm-hmm. the exact, you know, that telepathic messaging between Darrow and Mustang of like, all right, razors out. We're going to cut our way out and they don't actually have to talk. It's just like. Well, they, they do talk about how they're communicating with like lurcher squad signals. Yeah. Like military hand signs. Yeah. But it's still. This That's part of it. But right. also, yeah. We've got this. We're both on the same, right? Like, shove your razor up. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. Are you afraid of open uh, water? Because that scene yeah. terrified me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> swimming, when they swam, when they left the ship, and they're swimming up, and he's like, there's things below me, and I'm just swinging at him with my yeah. razor. I'm just like, oh, no, no. Perlo's just sweating. <laughs> swim faster. Yeah. Just like, please swim faster, Daryl. Come on. Uh, that water is like it's a dark dark blue so you're just in there and you can't see anything and then with the ice it's like a gray color he says at the very top when they finally get there what's he almost knocks himself unconscious when he gets the ice and mustang's like calm down homie you're good yeah another look uh yeah well and then yeah that's it is mustang puts his hand like underwater even like hand on the back you're gonna be okay we're gonna make this like happen and they get out first and then holiday gets out yeah yeah uh, i kind of shoot off daryl's leg yeah, yeah i didn't um i didn't remember that uh Holiday shoots her way out of the ice with a pulse fist. Yeah. Like that. She's off like that, by herself. That scene, yeah, she's she's I don't know, seventy yards seventy meters away or something. Yeah. Um She's like, there's something down there with Ragnar. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Darrow Darrow goes to go in and she's gonna shoot his leg out. Well, this like, is it. Is it there's Ragnar's a Ragnar's not the mission, you are. You are. I was gonna say it's the callback to when Trig dies. Of he's mm. not the mission, you are. And then again, it's yeah. Darrow, Ragnar is not the mission, you are. And it's that, like, over and over, her, like, mentality of, like, you just need to keep Darrow alive. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick up on that. That's a good one. Sad. Very sad. Yeah. <laughs> because but... anybody who's not the mission. See you later. Also, like the probably grief she's just then immediately experiencing, just being like, "No, we can't do this again." Stay yeah. right here, yeah. guy. 
You're freaking... And yet again, Mustang comes to save the day. Yeah, Mustang's like, well, screw you yeah. guys. Like, I'm not the mission Yeah, either. like before either of them can even react. Yeah, she's just <laughs> like, oh, like, well, I'm in. Yeah, Mustang's like, I'm not the mission. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> she run off with a flare and her... Uh... Yes. Yeah, a flare and a razor. Flare and a razor. Yeah, yeah. And, so and she... this, is, this is immediately after Darrow said, like, uh, swimming with a flashlight would attract things from deeper. Ragnar wouldn't dare. And Mustang's, Mustang's like, like, fuck it. <laughs> hold my beer. Fuck you. <laughs> hold my beer. Yeah, hold my beer indeed. Yeah. You want to know, because, right, they come out of the ice then. She finally, like, finds her, comes out of the ice, and they're like, these things are with us, but then there's something bigger down there. Yeah. yeah. I want to know <laughs> what else is it's down the there. It's the Kraken. It's the sea demon. <laughs> yeah. Which does a hurt. demon with a perforated rectum. Yes. Well, I was going to say, so Merlo, you would not have watched last week's episode because it went live two hours before we're recording this. Um, and so we touched a lot on the sea demon just because I was drinking the Kraken rum. Uh, mm. and, and the mentality that Ragnar has of like, there's a sea demon. It was a sea demon. Now we kind of heart back like we are in his territory now. And clearly there is something in there that they have probably for, you know, hundreds of years told the story of like, don't go in the water. There's a sea demon. And now we get probably where his mentality <laughs> Now we is. know why. <laughs> now we know why he has this like, there's a sea demon. <laughs> Well, when they the come out with a maggot-sized creature the size of a small um, man. Yeah, a man-sized... Oh, good. With shape like a <laughs> snail in full sprint, with hairy, translucent flesh modeled with dozens <sighs> of shrieking little mouths, mm. needle teeth gnawing at her back. Like, I'd be yeah, terrified to like, go the water. Uh, it's like a leech on yeah. leech steroids. <laughs> but even so much more than that. Oh, God. Know. Yeah, no, that's uh, horrible. Leeches um, are probably my one thing. Well, I don't know. Piranhas, but I'm never, I don't think, going to swim anywhere with piranhas. But leeches are my one thing that, like, when swimming, I'm like, is there going to be leeches? Like, I don't, because they are prevalent near where I am, if you're in the smaller lakes. Yeah, prevalent me too. As well. <laughs> <sighs> I don't think piranhas Piranha, are in Canada. Piranhas get a no, bad it seems rap, unlikely. Not- Sidebar, piranhas get a bad rep. They don't just, they're not man-eaters. They typically oh. go for dead flesh. I had to teach so, my daughter that one. So I can swim with them? trying to scare about piranhas. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, who was it? No, there really is. There's a, it's like an old Discovery Channel show. It's like a man versus fish kind of thing. And he goes out to find monster fish. And in one of them, he goes and he sits in this like kiddie pool or something, pool of just piranhas. And they're just chilling around him. Because if you're if you're not right, they go for injured animals or dead animals, and that's what they carve up in their own way. Yeah, blood, which blood is, or dead flesh. Which is also the shark thing. Like sharks don't actually want to kill humans; they just happen to be the garbage, <laughs> garbage uh, trucks of the sea, and will eat whatever they think is dying, um, or get yeah. And, and it just it just so happens that humans swimming look like uh, seals, injured usually. sea life. <laughs> yeah. Just take a quick bite. See if I like this thing. Yeah, is this Hello. what I want? But uh, nope. to get, yeah. yeah, to get back to yeah, topic. To get back. Um, uh, leeches yeah, and whatever yeah. they're dealing yeah. with right now. Because I want to know: is it like the Greenland shark? Because if mm. 
right? Like, it, well, they're in the polars of Mars. You're assuming they're basing their creatures off the polars of um, Earth. And the only thing I can think of that exists is the Greenland shark would be up there. Uh, but also, we know there is mythological creatures, so who knows what the Carvers just decided to dump in there. How to feed your sea Insanity. Yeah. 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 But yeah. then, immediately after that, we get, uh, we get a bunch of interaction with, I mean, it's not really meaningful interaction, but interaction with the, uh, the eaters. Yeah, the cannibals. And yeah. Like, Darrow gets his face eaten. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's Mustang graphic. gets... Oh, God. Yeah, Mustang takes an arrow, like, in the collarbone region. I have a thing Grizzly sucking as, noise as, they hear as, as they're walking yeah. up to the oh. ship. Yeah, it's like, uh, my time at the Institute uh, taught me what the sound of teeth on raw flesh sounds like. Like, that's horrible. Yeah, why did you learn that? Oh wait, we remember. Well, they had, yeah, they had to eat yeah. uh, raw goat, basically. Mm -hmm. Adrius learned about what teeth on raw. I was gonna like. say, ah, <laughs> yeah. yep. Well, then You're it's welcome also for like, that. Thank you, thank you <laughs> so much. And he finally sees him too. It's like that one he sees. He's like, it's, it has a crooked iron blade sewn into his hand. And human bones strung around together with tried tendon as a breastplate. Like I just, I read that and I immediately was like, oh, like Lord of the Rings orcs vibe coming out of the earth. Just That's like these good. creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good call on that one. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we get a nice little reprieve. Got a sweet little, um, I don't even know what I want to call that. Uh, in in the down ship, they yes. weld the door shut, and yeah, yeah and Holiday it's makes shut. them a feast of of pasta and sausage. Yeah, and he's only like three and, helpings of it or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, Mustang actually ends up sharing about her mother. Yeah, and this like this is kind of when Holiday flips on mustang he was he was super not against or not for mustang coming with them and yeah and darrow talks about how during this conversation he he watches holiday look at mustang in a different light well because this conversation like it struck me of darrow says um that with him and mustang and whatever we've decided for your relationship she has never talked about her mother and immediately is kind of in that like holiday yeah, like he says, don't he says, go I've there never cried. yeah um and mustang clearly coming forward of like no the woman you see is not my mother that's my stepmother and and going into that detail of you know the the law like miscarried child and you know what that means in the mother being we don't know. She, I don't think Mustang believes that her mom has actually died on the cliff. But that, like, mentality of, you know, no, she's she's not around. 
and she, you know, was sent away because another child issue. Like, that's the whole thing with Nero is he has ongoing, like, you're going to set uh, the jackal, Adrius, on a thing to be called. Like, you're obsessed with your oldest son. You don't, well, he clearly just has, doesn't like women because he just yeah, writes Mustang out misogynist. from the beginning. And then this next child that it's like the the trauma that Mustang has growing up with that as well as you know like I just feel like the way she talks about like yeah they claim she fell off a cliff and it's like mm, you don't believe that you probably believe either your mom left and never came back or that your dad got your mom killed is in my head the mm -hmm. two options Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely of the of the belief that Mustang doesn't believe her mother's dead. Mm. I don't really believe she's dead. Ooh. I mean, like, you think she's alive? I, alive? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, like, would, you, would you would you want to be married to Nero? Uh, well, no. <laughs> <clears throat> but when you've got, I mean, I don't have kids, but I feel like when you have kids, you end up. But though maybe if you feel like they're safe enough, you will disappear. But I feel like a lot of people stick into relationships because you mm -hmm. want to protect the kids. You want to do something for the kids. But what's the stay together for the kids? There's the song. <laughs> um, yeah. The, but yeah, so we get all of that very interesting uh, thing, which... And it kind of explains a lot, in, if you think about it, um, with like Idris, why he probably is the way he is, uh, Mustang, right? Why she's so independent, right? Having to basically carry the family, like always kind of looking out for Idris and the Jackal, you know, throughout that. Because then you have friggin' Nero just being a misogynist, doing whatever he wants, kind of in the background, ignoring both his children. And then trying to find other kids <laughs> to replace his kids throughout this yeah. whole process. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's collecting heirs yeah. basically, or trying yeah. tried. Well, I should say Adrian yeah. helped stop that one. Uh, yeah, multiple accounts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is very screwed up. And again, like Mustang's there the whole time and could be the heir, but is just totally discounted by her father. <laughs> and and by every single right, could be the heir. Like. Yeah, should oh one hundred percent. Well, and we ha like, yeah. this goes back like, to the institute of why did he back the jackal so hard? Yeah, and not oh, even so. at any moment think oh, but my daughter is in there as well. Yeah, like like he tried to he tried to kill Adrius on the rocks, and then backs Adrius over Mustang at the institute. I also just keep going back to Nero. <laughs> yeah, Nero. And this will I I will attempt to not make this one of my feminist rants, but in this world we see that for the most part the gold see men and women as even. Especially if you look at let's say the Julii, that it is mm -hmm. a very strong female run family. And they have no issue with it as a very strong female. Like 
all the other families as we go through even the Bologna, like, it looks like it's mostly men, but the, the like, it's the mom who is controlling the scene. And then Cagney, I think, is the only female cousin. Uh, but it is spoken well, hot, like, at the same level as her cousins. Like, we see this across the board. We have a female sovereign, but Nero cannot get over that he needs a male heir. And it's like, yeah. where does that come from? Because you think that 700 to 1,000 years in the future, we should be even. And Nero is still the one, even though it doesn't make sense in the society, who continues to hold on to this mentality of, I need a male heir. And like, you know, uh, we see in Golden Sun when Mustang points out to all the other women in the room of like, the way he's treating me right now, you should take notice because he's treating everybody. And it just then harps back to, like, his treatment of the wives. So he's got three. The one he, like, instantly kills. And it's used for political yeah. gain. And, like, I feel like political gain with the golds, I will remove whatever. But Mustang's mother provided you three children, but the fourth is an issue. So she's gone for whatever reason. And then the third, I don't think we ever actually hear about this other woman until we literally this don't moment learn their name yeah and so she i mean granted just... we don't learn any of his wives names but no but she's just existing for like it's just to me very standout of nero's treatment of women in comparison to oh yeah anyone mm -hmm. else in this whole series almost like he is the one yeah. who is well it makes you wonder if Knowing, like, he just basically let Mustang, right, go off and hang out with the Telemannuses seemingly her entire childhood. If he was just, like, hoping, take her off my hands, marry her, right, to one of your mm. sons, whatever, right, to kind of allow me to focus on my male yeah. heir kind of thing, if that was just his hope that whole time. Yeah. And then he just... Yeah, honestly, that's probably, probably a pretty decent idea. Yeah. Or, you know, not a not necessarily a decent idea, but like, that's probably what, a good what, thought. Yeah. That's sure. probably accurate is yeah. I guess, the, the words I'm looking for. And then just backfired that she was already strong and independent to begin with. And then the Telemannus yeah. we see like, like we get in golden sun where they're like, don't worry. I've called my wife and daughter. Like, and we get over and over that the Telemannus are like, it's cool. We'll bring the women into war. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Like, and it's like, yeah. she was then raised in a family mm -hmm. that's like, no, the women are equal. So it's just an interesting, interesting call out there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And then immediately after our little uh, feast, we start hunting golds. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not sure why Holiday waits so long to try and shoot Aja. But literally like, Half a second sooner. Yeah. Mm. Half she a second. Out. Yeah. 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 She take she takes off her her mask, and we know who it is now. And it should just be done. Done. <laughs> yep. And but she lets Aja have have her little chat with Darrow, and then Cassie is like. 
my elf eyes see holiday <laughs> and Appreciate saves Aja's that. life. Yeah. I was hoping you would. Um, yeah, and that that causes problems. Yeah. yeah. Well, Daryl picks up on it first, though, because he says she's got Lauren's razor. So first, mm-hmm. Lauren, but no, yeah, so it is, so but, he... but then the reveal happens. Yeah, yeah Daryl knows who it is because because she has the razor. Yeah, and then basically to make her take her mask off so that Holiday can know. Yeah, because I don't think Holiday would. I mean, you know, Holiday. There's a pretty decent chance, like that razor is the one that killed Trig. There's a pretty decent mm-hmm. chance that she'd be like, "I got this." Um, yeah, but I mean, like. You know, obviously, there's a pretty good reason why Pierce didn't just write in that Aja gets her sure. head blown off. <laughs> it's nice it would have been for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it would have would have saved us from some trauma. But I, always, I just don't always feel like Pierce has our best interests in mind. <laughs> I don't. Oh, okay. I'm gonna bring up his, something his that was said. Best in mind. I'm gonna when we hit chapter thirty, something that came up in the den today, and I was like, whoop. Stealing that one, but basically, yes, that like Pierce at all times is just looking to hurt us. <laughs> but we'll talk Honestly, about that like, in a moment. We're, we're, we're pretty much talking chapter 30 here because there's not yeah. a whole there. lot that goes on. Okay. Like, we we hear that like Aja basically no longer views Darrow as human. Yep. Um, she calls it Ruster, abomination. Um, you know, so he's he's not even worth talking to. Yeah, and and then we we get the the four way fight between Darrow and Ragnar and Aja and Cassius, and, and they almost kill each other in the first half second. Um, and then you know Cassius beats Darrow. And he he's gonna die if Mustang doesn't shoot him. And Cassius is like, no, no, Mustang won't shoot. <laughs> right through the throat. Yeah, right through the throat. Oh, so brutal. Yeah, I remember and reading then, that first time in that one. I was just oh like, God. oh, he's done. Yeah. <laughs> he's so yeah. done right now. Oh, did Cassius just died? Yeah. So and... this is something we didn't like. Just to halt for half a second of the Mustang Cassius is this is where. It is Mustang from the beginning, and you get harped on the fact that you have to remember that Mustang and Cassius had a relationship of some yeah. element. As much as mm-hmm. from Mustang stance is political, uh, Cassius, we probably get the vibe he was actually into her, but it is oh, absolutely. she is the one who identifies his handwriting. Um, there's like throughout this that we get that Mustangs like it's Cassius because of this, it's Cassius because of this, mm-hmm. it's, and you get that that they were, I feel like more intimate than the reader really put odds on, because as we yeah. see it, she suddenly shows up at the gala with him, and then we learn oh it's, you know it was political, but this is a for me the scenes where it's like she was intimate enough to know kind of his inner thinkings and Mm -hmm. different elements that 
Darrow doesn't. Like that it's Darrow's not picking up on these things because you didn't spend the time with him that Mustang is. So then to have Mustang like clearly choosing the like, I'm going to fire on this person. I like, well, we don't get her point of view because we only at this point get Darrow's point of view, but like the no remorse of like, I'm not looking back. Like it's just for me yeah. a very interesting. Yeah, well, I think she's it's like sprinting to Yeah. And I think it's interesting that Cassius is like in the middle of saying, like, you won't shoot me. Which again holds miscalculated. Like, well, I think he probably is still, you know, we had a thing. We could go back to it, not because I assume that at no time during this, can you imagine Mustang calling him being like, just so you know, all my actions were political and I didn't actually like you. Like, I don't think they had a real breakup. I think that the gala happened and they just never talked again. Like, yeah, and it's true Dolphin self. You know, he's not even thinking for a second he ever lost her. Oh, she's still mine. I got you. She's she's coming back. After this meeting yeah. with Quicksilver, she's totally mine. You're right. 100% his <laughs> dolphin self is like, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, she's not going to fire on me. She's not going to choose this red over me. Like, it's, we're good. But, yeah, it's, it's just an interesting, and then, like, nope. <laughs> she's shooting <laughs> to kill. <laughs> I did notice the, the uh, Throughout this, Darrow, every time, he always calls from back at the tower through this, like when Cassius falls, like, inches from him, eye to eye there or whatever, he's always referring to him as his old friend. Yeah. It always, like, kind of makes you, like, I want, like, he still, he still wants. Darrow Darrow is desperate. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be his friend. Thunder and lightning. Thunder and lightning. Can we just pause for a second because the dogs are being so adorable? (laughs) I guess we can. Come here. Dogs love you. Mine both ditched me. I just keep watching them over at you guys. Come Sorry. Here. I'm here like, look come at here. the ghost dogs <laughs> that come in and out. Oh, hello. Always oh, bad for dogs. This is Bentley. Bentley. No, you can't come all the way up. You can just be like that. You too big. He's a lap dog, Dad. Oh, absolutely he is. What are you doing? Come in. Oh, and it's a Aspen. Hi, Aspen. There it is. Doggy breaks. Hold it out. We'll need we'll need we need those dogs in a second to relieve our stress and sadness. (laughs) Pass one out. Hold it. (laughs) Where did my cats go? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But. yeah, so we get Caspius, Caspius, because that's my... Prince uh, Caspius, yeah. Yeah, Caspian. Well, we were going on about him in the den today. <laughs> my, one of my other boyfriends that I have. Uh, but yeah, Cassius is shot through the throat, and they now, at this point, are, we know Mustang is off to the side with the full bow and arrow, which I just love. I'm like... How many skills does she have? Obsidian bow and arrow. And how many skills does she have that she's like, new weapon, cool. 
I already learned this one. Yeah, how many I've spells done... does he have? The answer is yes. 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 Well, and I think he, they say, I was trying to find it because I was trying to guess how far away they are when they're shooting. And it's, she's like 50 meters or something away when she that's fires insane. that bow. Right. Yeah, that's a fucking wild shot. Yeah. yeah. Especially, um, like, this is not a compound bow. Like, no. it's literally bow just... for an eight-foot, nine-foot human. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just horns. So just a, the, I feel like people are always like, why is there a target over your head? This is because the one time I did archery, it just hangs out there. And that would have been five meters. No, less than 20 feet, 20 to 25 feet is how far I sort of wait. And how hard it was that like, they were not going straight, right? Like you had to learn to shoot high so that they arched down and she's now, yeah. 10 times what I was doing. And it's like, yep. Yeah. And, and hit him. And hits him in the throat. Yeah. Hits Not him even in the like throat. a wide area. Yeah. Like. Body mass. Where are you going to go right through the wild. throat? It, yeah. yeah. I love that we're just avoiding going to the next part of this. Oh, yeah. This is. Let's talk more about archery, guys. I did it one time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. Yeah. Rip the bandit off. They yeah, the cliff yeah Darrow can see Ragnar lose a nest well before it happens. Mm-hmm. And it's tragic, to say the least. I feel like that whole fight, though, like from the beginning, yeah, like, you're just like, Aja's got him. Like, there's nothing. She's just working him. Yeah. Well, like, I don't know. Like, Pierce, Pierce writes it really really well like Ragnar has a chance mm-hmm. um and but then he talks about how you know all of the blood is coming from Ragnar yes but then it's you know he's beating Aja down like yes. but and she's bending away from Ragnar like a willow and yes, and and that's kind of like when the curtain drops, and it's like, oh, this is game over. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Darrow's like, I see it happen, like well before it does. Mustang doesn't know yet, and he he tells him to, he tells her to shoot them, like, and she's like, they're too close. He's like, I don't care. Like, getting shot by an arrow is probably not gonna kill him. Uh, Aja fucking will. Um, yeah, and then. Yeah. You know, his his rage and his athleticism has carried him through every other opponent. Uh, but this is the greatest student of Lornal Arcos. And, you know, Razor, uh, Ragnar has spent his whole life training with the solid blade. And he's never had a Razor Master to teach him about the whip. And yeah. that exact thing is his undoing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we get the longest conversation in the book, or what feels like the longest conversation in the book. Um, and it's all feels all day. Well, and it's because, what? She she could have killed him, but she chose yeah, not she, to. She, she cuts, wants she him to suffer. She stomach open mm-hmm. and then yeah. stabs him twice in the lower gut. Yeah. yeah. So she wants him and to suffer. And then dips the fuck out. 
Yeah. Down a crevice. Bye. Expect me. Yeah. Um. Ooh. <laughs> great. It's great throw in there. So the title of this episode is Expect Me to Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's um, going to have to be now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, um, but yeah, we get Yeah. Oh. This is his first word. And then the book Jesus ends happily, so and Ragnar lives. Yeah. And, and yeah, I liked that. He was recovers from all his wounds. That was a discussion yeah, today exactly. in the den of like, I wish I could go back and pretend it didn't happen and then ask Pierce to rewrite as if Ragnar is still there. And what would that look like? And it is interesting because we know the hat deaths, like Pax, is I think at this point the only hat death. Uh, and there is ones later where it's like Pierce is random. But this is a clear... Pierce knew from the beginning that this would be a death. This is, uh, but mm -hmm. the discussion I referenced earlier is I, I think it was Arctic who is our, um, yeah. winter soldier lover, uh, said something along the lines of like, well, if it wasn't Ragnar, it would probably have been somebody else. Yeah. Right. Like if Pierce and it's not a hat death, we are, we're too far into, we know a giant war has started. And to be fair, we don't know what is happening with Severa, Severo, Victra, the Howlers, whatever. Maybe they're all dead. Um, but in the scenes we're getting, it's been too long before a death. So somebody kind of had to go. And it is just Ragnar. Yeah, it's been a whole book. A moderately friendly giant had to prove that war is real, like grief is real, death is real, and we are not immortal, which is why personally I like these books, that it's like nobody has plot armor. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. When you get so much good foreshadowing, then if you like look back immediately in this oh, book, yeah. just yeah, back he, to Quicksilver's Tower, yeah. like... Well, okay. We need to go back to, and maybe I will insert the clip here. Ragnar, I think it's Pax come again. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Which is like, oh. Pax. But I'm also like looking at this. I'm thinking to myself, like, that seems sus. Hmm. Hella sus. Hella sus. And then, um, which I wait, I'm, wait, hold on, yeah, hold why? on. Which part seems sus to you? What seems sus? I can't tell people because of spoilers. Oh, okay, we'll talk after. Hmm. Yeah, okay. just it's 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 genuinely heartwarming, but yeah. I also take it to be like, mm. think of it like when he was just like, I like Trig. I hope Trig and Holiday live. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, we're cutting this piece right here. We're all bleeding yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. This is gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that had to be cut from last episode for spoiler reasons. And now we are seeing it of like there is definitely foreshadowing of 
him calling out to his gods and what does the veil look like and all of that. And it's just, I mean, it doesn't make it easier that we now look back and go, oh yeah, you kind of told us it was coming, but it doesn't make it easier. No. It's just called denial because we didn't want it to come. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Denial is the first yeah, if I, if level I don't... of grief. <laughs> Yeah, if it's I don't um grief. if I don't read this chapter, does it actually happen? It does just not. Skip. Unfortunately, the beginning of the next chapter is uh I wake and the first thing I think of is Ragnar's gone. Okay, well yeah. we'll cut that sentence and then he's just living <laughs> cut that his best too. life. He's living his best life somewhere he's, in he's the just Arctic. Chilling on a beach, yeah. An Arctic beach. <laughs> yeah. This is fine. We're fine. Um, it's okay. But yeah, we, oh my god. We get emotional damage. Uh, he finally cries. I will build a house for you in the veil next to mine. Come to us, or come to me when you die. And... Okay. Rush, because I am no builder. At this point... We get that the sound is coming in, and he's looking up. Yeah, Safi. Quiet arrives. Mm-hmm. You see what Aja was looking at. Yeah, yeah. We see the the reason that Aja dipped out. And and in so we we get like a double. Not only is our favorite character dying, but we always there is an ongoing sibling relationship throughout this whole book. Like Pierce mm-hmm. really focuses on siblings. Um. And we get at this moment a sibling arriving as the brother that they do or do not necessarily even remember because Ragnar is so much older than Sefi. Yeah. In one moment, you're alive, you're here, you're gone. And and her trying to kind of put so he can be sent to Valhalla and he doesn't yeah, want and- that. Like no, he takes he takes her hand rather than than his axe. And she's even like hesitant, and he like reaches out and grabs it and pulls it yeah. to him. Yeah. So she feels his heartbeat. Yeah, like, yeah. She's she's holding her hand over his mouth to feel his breath, and uh, and he grabs her hand and puts it on his chest, like really, you know, vehemently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna just take a moment here. Yeah, can we like Cheers like have a drink for Ragnar? (laughs) Or not for dead homies. I would argue that We do drink whiskey in the mail. Yes, we were having this discussion because we um back like we obviously have back chats, me and Crescent. And uh one of them is an ongoing, what am I going to drink? He always drinks whatever scotch he feels like drinking because he's got I do all have, of them. I do have and occasionally drink bourbon. Okay. And he Irish. Drinks whatever whiskey he feels like drinking because he has an overabundance. And I do not have the supply in stock that he does. And so I theme my drinks. So I have had, we know, last week was Kraken. I have had, oh, the gin night. That got... 
That got messy at the end of that one. Nobody try the Orion 65 and then <laughs> jump. Ooh. Um, but tonight, Empress. whatever that was. That was the blue one. Blue one, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, it was blue. The Empress 65, which sits behind me here. Um, but uh, I, I messaged Crescent today, and because the line between Darrow and Severo is... Savro says something about having a beer in the veil. Yeah, do and, they have uh, beer in the veil? <laughs> and Darrow says, don't be sacrilege, it's whiskey. So I messaged yeah. Crescent. And that's when I discovered that my whiskey was ready to pick up because I was like... Yeah, she I, she's like, oh, it's a shame my whiskey's not here. And then, Wait, like, it is here. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even let him answer. I like immediately checked my email and was like, just kidding, it came in this morning. <laughs> like, ew. But, uh, yeah, so we're scotch drinking for the veil. But I think this death might hit so far the hardest of all of them. Because yeah. every other death is a quick and done. It's a quick and done, quick and done. Yeah. And then Quinn's is not a quick and done, but... But it's, it's like, almost off-screen. It's off-screen. For the most part. This is the first like we, one we that, see... like... We see the jackal taking care of her in whatever context you want to take that yeah. um, in the back of the ship. And then, you know, Darrow dips out to go to the, to the packs and, but yeah, then this one is just so you have to watch it. And Darrow has to, Darrow has to finish it. If he is suffering. Yeah. Darrow yeah, has, has to finish the death. Yeah. Ragnar hands Darrow the knife to end his life with. Yeah. And and at first Darrow's like, no, I am not doing that. And Sefi's like, the fuck you're not. I instantly love uh, Sefi. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and doesn't say a fucking word. No. Yeah. Sefi the quiet. Yeah. Sefi the, the quiet. Yeah. Whew. Uh, yeah. It's a thing that happens. Um, yeah. It sucks. It sucks every time. It sucks every time. Um, and then yeah, we Skipper, have... this is what, your like, third time through this? Second time through this? No, this is, of these books, my fourth. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's just been years. But this is my fourth time through. For yeah. the first trilogy. It's... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was I was saying before we started recording that, you know, after 10, 15 times, it sucks a little bit less. It it never doesn't suck. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like other deaths have at this point, like even Pax, I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel like because yeah, like, Pax is immortalized by the hat, and you mm -hmm. get you don't get that more long with him. And in the fandom, it's been become this like, well, it's the hat. The hat was the problem. It's not actually the jackal or yeah. the scene or anything. The hat. It's Pierce's Damn. hat that was the problem. But this is the one that you're like this. For this was on purpose. This was on purpose, <laughs> and for plot for everything 
and you got so much more with Ragnar and you get so much building with him of how good of a friend he is, how good of an uncle to Darrow's nieces and nephews. Like there's so much more of a building with Ragnar that then to have this and to be the like, the medic isn't coming. Like that's the thing of like, they're like, we need to get him to a yellow. Like Darrow turns to Sefi and is like, let's get him to your shaman. And Sefi's the one who's like, it's no, like it's not going to happen without saying yeah. a word. But like. And yeah. And, and Ragnar too is like, when he uh Darrow says when Sefi shows up, all the sadness goes out of him. Like he he accepts it as soon as Sefi shows up. Like he gets to he gets to see her in the end and he is just like, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Which yeah. Like at at one of our like read-throughs or however we're doing this after the read-through is done we need to just analyze sibling relationships in this because this is a big one of just yeah honestly once once the main read-through is done we can do oh my god we're just gonna like pick and choose and do like theme and like we can we can cherry pick a whole theme and just do top to bottom like the that'll be a big one um um yeah it was great it was really it was really hooked in the headphones uh but yeah we because this is i feel like siblings is an ongoing back and forth and being the person that i am that always brings pierce back into this of knowing his relationship with blair uh his sibling like this is a strong like ongoing Thing. but yeah it's just you get everything in this you get everything all right last two chapters yeah we get darrow's meeting of alia snow sparrow yeah and the largest human he's ever seen yeah with and ragnar is laying across her lap thank like, you hey <laughs> how how fucking big is this lady like did you see me picking up this last night because i was going through yeah i, I saw I, you I, yesterday yeah. trying to figure it out yeah, you see, okay, yeah like, so he's got putting down his 550 pounds i think is what it equates to of weight on her and they say he's like nine feet tall and he's just laying in her lap and then she's like picking him up all casually like there's nothing to it setting him down yeah. like so so i don't know like have you read mistborn uh-uh Yep. No, okay, there's there there's a, a race of creatures in Mistborn that they continue growing from the time they're born until the time they die. And, but their skin stays the same, it's the whole thing. But like, are the obsidians like that? They just grow <laughs> forever. <laughs> like she's huge. Yeah. Like I I can't see it being just like Darrow is exaggerating. He's literally looking at Ragnar and Alia. Like, there's no way she's smaller than him. Mm -hmm. 
Especially like this notion that he's just laying in her lap. Like to me, I'm like, okay, yeah. if I laid in my five foot one wife's lap, you would be like, oh, this is comical. He's huge. Yeah, this is like, this is a gigantic human. Right. It's not like it's a small not person's lap. <laughs> yeah. She is. He looks like probably a. I don't know. Go as far as child, but he looks small or yeah, normal smaller. size in this woman's lap. Yeah, smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, speaker, to your earlier point, another uh, race of people or whatever uh, ruled by women in this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That. Yep. Yeah. It is the all mother. It is the all mother. So we get Alia, and then we know that the heir is Sefi. But even though Sefi is yeah, the, the, the one the one child of Alia that she did not send to the stars is Sefi. Yeah, just so that she could be the heir. Yeah, and then yeah, so we get um, we get uh, Alia's relationship to the Golds. Um, she like she knows who Darrow is. Mm-hmm. And is kind of dismissive of him. But she's not willing to offend Mustang because she's a real gold. Yes. yes. Which is where we get um, the very good Mustang political, like... Ooh, yeah. She's a politician. Let's talk mm-hmm. about, like... She knows the exact beats and how to hit and, you know, to have that, like... All right, you know, let's negotiate, but also, like, this is what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you quickly and then see it... that Alia is ruling with her own version of being a tyrant. Like, yes, like knowing right, knowing that Darrow is who he is. Like, clearly, she's being fed some information there beyond. Yeah. Kind of like she's clearly kind of in that position. So you're like, okay, this is just another form of a tyrant, just in a different category, keeping her own people down. Yeah. Well, because we also at this point learn that Alia is well aware that the golds are not gods and Mm -hmm. has that like moment. And I forget the exact quote, but it's like, who, who are you going to follow the God who is immortal or the mortal who thinks they are God? Because one of them has fear. And like, so you get that like, oh, she's not actually under the spell, so to speak, that the rest of the obsidians are, that there is this world happening and they're like, she's fully aware of what is happening out there. Yeah. So um, there's, there's a paragraph right at the end of 31, uh, or like on the last page. And she said, which would you fear more? A god or a mortal with the power of a god? Um, a god cannot die, so a god has no fear, but mortal men, how frightened they are that the darkness will come. How horribly they will fight to stay in the light. And then on its own separate line, her corrupt voice chills my blood. And then immediately after that, it's he knows. And it's like, and it says Mustang and I realize it at the same terrible moment. Um, she knows they're mortal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they realize must or Ragnar didn't come to make peace. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she's like, that's why he said words won't suffice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like 
you're you're gonna have to kill her and that's why he was so quiet on the shuttle is like he knew he was coming back to kill his mother Mm -hmm. which is an interesting reflection of we have just heard okay so we're 30 chapters into this we have the mother reflection with daryl where he gets to revisit and be with his mom then we have the well, we get the several revisiting the mother very briefly. But then just yeah. before this, we get Mustang revealing her mother's story before this moment of meeting them. Like, it's just very interesting how it's laid out in these 30 chapters, 31 or whatever we're at, of meeting the four mothers and the differences between them and the raising of the children and how the children then well, in theory, three are dead, and the fourth went to kill. And uh, that just that laying out of that montage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's... And Daryl wonders, like, you know, when, when did she figure it out? Like, was it before she sold Ragnar out? Yeah. Or was it after? Yeah. Like, did she did she send him to the stars knowing he was going to be a slave? And then I think, like, there's an interesting point where Darrow says he died free. And Alia's like, wait, what? Like, yeah. He calls like, it out. Even though, even though she knows... That he was sold into slavery she says like i know my son like i know what he who he was and then darrow says he was born for or he was the he died free and that's like that's even still big for her like even though she's corrupt and awful yeah My book just went back to the end of chapter 30. <laughs> it just wants to reread that one part. <laughs> Stop it. No, we're just, just going to leave that closed. We're just going to pretend that. <laughs> that, that over there. Chapter um, 32. <laughs> yeah. And then, so we get Darrow and Mustang as actual, well, and Cassius uh, as oh, yeah. actual prisoners. I forgot um, Cassius is like kicking around at this point. Yeah, so they kind of they kind of they fix him up enough, into, a little bit. Yeah, they put a they pull a band aid on his neck, stop yeah, the yeah, bleeding. It's fine. Just um, pull it out. That's what I'm learning first aid. Is if something goes in, you instantly pull it out. That's definitely what yeah, first absolutely. aid says. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so then we get Darrow and Mustang thrown over the back of Griffins yes! and taken to uh, Olympus. Yes! Sorry, not Asgard. not Olympus, Asgard. Not Asgard. Olympus. Wrong yeah. world. Uh, same world. Same world, different gods. A little further north. Um, so, whichever way. Yeah, I believe it's the South Pole of Mars. Do not, um, do not offend in this moment. Brackets and Soy Cube are two, are two howlers of the Norse. <laughs> yep. Um, but, yeah, so... They, they basically get to the Way of Stains 
And Kara was like, Sefi, come on. Like, you know something's going on here. And he's he's exhorting her to, you know, basically trust him. Like, this is like this is why we brought like Ragnar came back. This is why he sent all these messengers. Like, come on. Your brother trusted me. Like, I need you to trust me. Let me show you that your gods are false. Yeah. He's using, he sees it too. Like he's reading her and he's like, oh, I see my momentum. I got to keep going. Keep yeah. digging into it. Like for once. The, the, hell, the hell diver is all about momentum. Yep. 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 Let me show you how mortal your gods are. Yeah. And then uh, we, we get the, the, the old Violet pretending to, you know, be a messenger of the gods, I guess. Um, And, and we get like the, the footprint footprints in blood in the snow. Um, And Mustang's like, no, it's just, it's just blood in the stone. Like it's not magic. Yeah. It is interesting though, right? You see this like whole world they built where they're just using all these different mystical things and showmanship to keep them down. Even with the violet. How, how do you how do you pull that card? I'm gonna go to Asgard and I'm gonna be pretend to be this mystical god and come down to speak to these people. Yeah, yeah, and then then we see Darrow. They're they're basically pretending to be Valkyrie, and uh, they're they're trying to draw the uh, the god the quote unquote gods out, and. Uh, that's that's where we end, basically, is... Yeah, that's is it. Their... What is it? Yeah. yeah, Salem chose some interesting... That she didn't go with the part... Um, yeah, they yeah, didn't she go with... She went with the cliffhangers this time. The book, yeah. I'm gonna have to talk with her about that. <laughs> A true domino. Just letting us know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, as the person who, at this point, has to figure out how Lightbringer is gonna spray... Like, bless you (laughs) how you figure that out uh but also yeah she did a very so red rising she did not split base on the parts even though i think yeah it was just chapters divided i think part i think all five books how many books do we have out now yeah five books um are all four parts and i won't lie i looked through lightbringer today because i tried to figure out Light, my copy of Lightbringer does not have chapter numbers. It's going to be a problem. It's fine. Um, it's been pointed out I can't count after I said oh, I could just count what chapter I'm on. and I can't count. It's fine. Uh, but all of the books have four parts to them. And so Red Rising, she did not split on the chapters. Golden Sun, she did. For the most morning, part. First one, not. Part. Oh. Because she went past... Past the end of part one. Yeah. To the end of the gala. End and of the then, gala. Ooh, so then Morningstar. And then Morningstar. She did not go on the... Yeah, Morningstar is not on the... <laughs> yeah, it's cliffhanger she's sticking on. So we're going to have to have a discussion with our Dominia here. Um, Primus, what are you doing to Donna, us? Donna, Primus. Uh, it's to keep us going, right? Get to the end I of Friday and you're like, it. oh, I need a break. And you're like, oh, I got to keep going. Not I got to keep going. 
Yeah. Gotta find out what happens next. Except but if she's learned that she's, I only want read them the for the this. Book, so. Yeah. So we'll, we'll hound her about it then. We'll hound her about it. Which, so that our viewership knows, and I think a few people do because I talked about it out of context, is not happening for Morningstar. It is because I go on vacation at the end of April and that screws up everything. So we are doing yeah. pretty much three parts do a in three weeks. Too, yeah, you're on we're, a vacation. Honestly, as well. honestly, we're doing three parts. Three parts in, in one week. Just over Sorry. one week. One because, week. Because uh, it's the twelfth today, and we're recording twelve, sixteen, nineteen, and yes. so there we don't have time. We don't have time to do out of context, and um, we love and, out of context. Yeah, we do. Um, but there's so much, there's so much content in this book that, I mean, last week's episode was three hours. Um, we're just over two hours right now. Like we're, we don't have time for more yeah. stuff. Um, and I know she is reworking Dark Age. So that is not a month. It will be six weeks. She is working yeah. on that. And so, yes, I know. Because it's like. <laughs> yeah, other, otherwise, we would end up with four hour episodes and that there was nothing we could do. That was the joke I made to my, uh, Crescent today of like, okay, so we're on book three and we keep getting three hour episodes. If we're on book four and we get four hour and then five is five hours by the time Red God comes out, are we having seven hour episodes? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. Um, That's when it's your job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So she is reworking Dark Age, but just so that people are aware, we are reading, at this moment, we have been reading what's at least happening through the den as much as we have not had out of context, but the next few weeks we are reading ahead of you guys so that I can go on vacation yeah. and I'm not even going to... But gonna, we will still I'm be gonna, releasing on the same schedule. The, yes. I will be editing probably on the same schedule. My Australian friend has an international driver's license. And I'm going to tell her, like, you're driving through Vermont, which notoriously... I'm not going to say what happens. Vermont is where I had the most damage driving through during Dark Age. That's all I'm going to say. But she's going to drive through Vermont because an Australian driving on the opposite side of the road... If you are not aware of Montreal driving, don't drive in Montreal. So she's not driving in Montreal. She will drive in Vermont down to Boston while on the opposite side of the road. And I'm just going to sit there and edit. And that's going to be great. It's going to be fun. So you guys will get the same release schedule, but our recording schedule is ahead of time. And then we got to go right back into Iron Gold. Well, some yeah. point I will be reading light bringer in the middle of that and then pretending that I don't know things. Just like you're pretending you don't know things about dark age and iron gold right now. Ex well, you just might be a touch more excited about what you're reading in light bringer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm, or I'm, traumatized or traumatized. I'm hoping that light bringer more traumatized so much no. lately. It's called light bringer. I'm hoping it's, in comparison to Dark Age, I'm hoping we have a little bit more light. Maybe there's a phrase see. for what that's called. <laughs> sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my sweet summer child. <laughs> oh. Um, or hope yeah. for but the worst. We... Or expect the worst. And then anything yeah. better than that is just cream. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
If you uh, if you expect the worst, you can never be disappointed. Exactly. Um, I already know which deaths I expect to happen, and you can join the den if you want to learn what that is. Uh, but for today, thank you. Yeah, that is that is it for That's us for it. today. Thank you so much, Merlot, for joining us. And the last minute, you were like two days yeah, prior absolutely. throw in. Like, you were amazing for that. Thank you so much. Oh, uh, excited to be here. you guys had me. Yeah, welcome back anytime. Even though we're keeping both of us away from the XP of the den, but uh, we'll get it back eventually. Yeah. Well, I mean, all so three of us. Better. You guys are both ahead of me. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> care about XP, he doesn't know. Uh, all right, but we'll get it back. thank you everybody for joining us on this week's uh, most traumatic so far episode of Fade to Obsidian. Yeah, the one with I feel like my only editing breaks on this is just us sitting in silence thinking about our thoughts. <laughs> yeah, avoiding talking about Ragnarok. <laughs> that's that's the <laughs> editing of this week. Um, yeah. So if you're on the audio. <laughs> The audio version of this, that's what you missed. Nothing else. Maybe some dogs. Uh, but thank you very much for tuning in. It's been fabulous. Have a good week. Mm -hmm.